presence of my enemies. I'll raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I'll raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. Oh. 
see what you can do. The God of wonders, the power has no end. The things you've done before, great and In the darkest night, you can light it up, you can light it up, oh God of revival, you have opened eyes, death is overcome, you've already won. and victory now you're seated forever on the throne so why should my heart feel with you defeated I'm trusting you alone cause there's no prison wall you can break through no mountain you can move all things are possible no broken body you can raise, no soul that you can't save, all things are possible. In the darkest night, you can light it up, you can light it up, God of revival, let hope arise, death is overcome, you've already
to Encounter Church Online. Thank you for joining us today. We're believing that today is going to bring encouragement to your life and strengthen you. So if you're watching on Facebook, would you right now open up the comments and tag a friend who you know would enjoy sharing this service with you? I encourage you as well to make the most of the service, engage with each other in the comments. That's it from me today. Hope you enjoy the service and I will see you in the comments. Good morning, everyone particularly those who are online, everywhere, wherever you are. Today, I want to take us on a communion journey. I want to focus on our connection that we have with Jesus. Now, when I was a young boy, I always loved the movie, The Ten Commandments, about God saving through his servant Moses, Israel, the Jewish nation from bondage and taking them into the promised land. Exodus 12 is the account of God calling Israel to himself. And in this... He established what we know as the Passover. And through that, he gave us instruction, gave the Jewish people instructions on how to prepare it, when to organize it, what to do, how many people would be around and things like that. And to also set in the calendar and do this annually and remember about God's goodness. Celebrate God. Now, what they had to do physically was, as a part of the, the Passover, was to, to get the blood from the lamb and paint the tops of the doors and the sides to represent um, uh, that they were part of God's people. And God would recognize that, and he was going to pass over, the, over their house if those people were in there as, as he saw that, that representation on that door. Because that was, that was the final plague that was happening in Egypt. And it was also a sign to the other people also that people recognize that they belong to God and they belong to the great I Am. The Last Supper was a, is an account where Jesus and his disciples, had their, their, they had their last meal during, that, during the Passover time. And Matthew 26, Luke 22, Mark 14 all show and describe the times that Jesus shared with his disciples about that. I'm just going to read a small little bit in Matthew 26, 26, 28. Actually, before I do that, I'd like to encourage everyone to get their communion elements ready to roll so that uh, we don't miss out. So I hope you've got them all prepared. All right, so here I go. While they were eating, Jesus took bread and he gave it to his disciples and said, take this and eat it. This is my body. 
Then afterwards, he took the cup and he gave thanks and handed it to him. And he said, all of you drink from this. This is the blood of the covenant. It's poured out to forgive the sins of many people. Jesus' supper for me today is a reminder. He, he, Jesus, is calling you and me into a relationship with himself. We're not stuck in this isolation bondage that's going on. And our identity is in him. The bread and wine is very symbolic. Bread is represents Jesus' body, our identity. It is in him who he, we get our sustenance from. He sustains us. Bread is also known in the Bible as the word of God. John 1.1 defines Jesus as the word. Jesus highlighted also through conversation that we can't live by natural bread alone. And he highlighted Old Scripture Testament in Deuteronomy 8.3 that he lives on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. So that's not just living on bread, but you live on the word of God. Blood represents the lifeline of Jesus. We go beyond applying this to our doors, as like in the, part, the original Passover, but we actually can apply that to our hearts. And that's, that's our protection. So I'd like... All of us at this time, let's grab our, our elements, our symbols this morning and take a moment and remember that. Remember that we're a part of God's family. We've been called to him. So I'll just sort of take the bread. So I just pray. Lord, we thank you for your lifeline, for, your, the, for the forgiveness that you have given us. We thank you for the connection that we have with you and we can be identified as your children. So we give you thanks, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Paul. Awesome, Paul. Well, welcome to Church Online. It's great to be with you again here this morning and great job Paul you know I just want to say actually you know for all of us getting up in front of a camera has actually been a, a very tough learning curve and I think you just did a great job then Paul to have no, to preach to nothing is actually very difficult and uh, and I think for us as a team I think I just want to congratulate our team for doing such a great job and stepping into these new areas and uh, having a go and and I think you did well today, Paul, so thank you. Well, I hope you're all doing well. We're, uh, we're going to continue our identity series today. But before we get into that, I just want to uh, talk about uh, the 14 days of prayer and fasting that we're just about to enter into uh, beginning tonight. So we're, as a church, we're going to do 14 days of prayer and fasting. We've been talking about this for the last uh, few weeks and uh, I believe that this is going to be a very significant time in the life of our church. You know, I, I believe that God put this on our heart to do. You know, this isn't just some idea that I came up with. I, I believe that God, uh, this is uh, ordained by God, that this is actually His idea. And that, uh, that this is going to be a very significant time uh, in the life of our church, but also in your life personally. And... Uh, 
know, prayer and fasting is very powerful. And uh, if you didn't uh, get the opportunity to, to see the interview that I had with my father-in-law, Rob, on Friday night, I'd encourage you to go back. Uh, it's, it's available on Facebook Live on our, on our Encounter page, and it's also available on you, our YouTube channel. And uh, go back and watch it. Just take some time. I, I think there were some great stories that Rob shared uh, about of just the different things that God has done during different fasts that he's done, uh, in particular some of the miracles that he's performed uh, because of prayer and fasting. And I believe God can do the same for us during this time. And, you know, I would, I would encourage you, be very intentional about this time. Uh, come prepared. I would, one of the things that I'm going to do, and I'd encourage you to do the same thing, is actually write down what it is that you're believing God for. What is it that you want from God uh, personally? Uh, maybe you, you need a miracle, maybe you need breakthrough, maybe in your finances, or maybe you need some direction for 2021, or uh, whatever it is. I would actually encourage you to write that down uh, and, and be very intentional about it, and then use this time uh, to ask God to come through in those areas for you. And so we're also going to believe for God to do some uh, amazing things for us as a church as a whole. And so a big part of uh, fasting is actually praying. And so at seven o'clock every morning, we're going to pray as a church. We're going to get on Facebook Live and we're going to broadcast it to YouTube as well. And at seven o'clock, we're just going to take five, 10, 15 minutes and just pray about specific things each day. And we're just going to uh, give them over to God and just put our faith in God for us as a church of things that we're believing for. Uh, and so we've prepared those things. So I'd encourage you to get on board with those at 7 o'clock each morning. Uh, we'll also have something at 7 o'clock uh, each night where we'll be uh, having a chat with different people from our church about what God's doing in their life and, and just, uh, just a short uh, interview uh, that uh, Aston has prepared and, and has been busy recording and so she's going to put those up at seven o'clock each night so tune in for those but uh, the the other area that I'd really like us to all get behind is the seven uh, the sorry the the zoom prayer meeting that we have on Thursday nights normally at seven but we're going to make them at 7 30 for the next two Thursdays uh, because of the interviews that'll be going up at seven o'clock so we're going to make it at 7 30 and I'd encourage you, let's all get onto that. Let's get as many people at that Zoom prayer meeting as we can. And let's really get behind this. Uh, because, you know, where there is unity, God commands a blessing. And I believe if we can unify, be unified in prayer, uh, you know, I think that God can't help but command a blessing over us as a church as we come together. It also, his word says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will hear them from heaven and I will hear their, heal their land. You know, I think our land needs healing right now. You know, 2020 has been a crazy year. And, you know, it started off with uh, some of the worst bushfires we've ever had. And there are still uh, many people in our nation who are uh, suffering from the uh, devastating effects of the fire that happened at the start of the year, the worst in history. But then to have the coronavirus on top of that come and impact so many businesses and so many lives. Uh, and I, I believe we can stand in the gap and, and we can actually uh, ask God to come and do a mighty miracle in our land. And so 
I believe as we come and we humble ourselves and we pray, God can't help but come and do what he says he would do in his word. And so we're going to do that together. Now, uh, last week I talked about uh, different types of uh, fasting that you can do. And, and um, in my conversation with Rob on Friday night, he actually uh, laid out what a, a true biblical fast was. And so uh, he actually said, uh, you know, in the original Hebrew, uh, fasting was actually to, it meant to, to shut your mouth, to cover your mouth. Uh, and it actually has its roots in when, uh, when Daniel was in the lion's den and God shut the, the, the mouths of the lion. And so it was actually, so you didn't actually put anything in your mouth. But in the New Testament, it actually meant to go without food. And so I think it's important that we, we follow that pattern, that biblical pattern. So rather than just doing uh, Daniel fast or juice fast or media fast, I, I think it's important that we align ourselves with God's word and that we, that we, that we stick to what uh, God actually says a fast is in the Bible. And I felt like God was calling me to this uh, to go without food, but I feel like we should all do this as a group. Now, that doesn't mean that we should all uh, be fasting for 14 days. I don't think that that's achievable and I don't think that's realistic. Uh, one of the things that Rob suggested is that we um, fast uh, as a rostered um, group and so that we would all be fasting at different times throughout the 14 days, but every day would be covered by someone. And so what I'm asking of you is to actually... Uh, decide what is realistic for you. Maybe you could do one day, maybe you could skip a few meals depending on uh, where you're at and where your health is at. Maybe a whole day is too much. Um, but if you're, if, if you're able to, maybe you could do a whole day or maybe a few days or a week or whatever you decide. But I would love for you to let us know when you would like to pray and commit to those days. And so we're going to do up a bit of a roster and we just want to make sure every day is covered for that 14 days. And so if you could let us know, just either message us on, through Facebook Messenger or you can actually email us at connect at encountercc.org.au. That is connect at encountercc.org.au. And if you could just let us know, hey, I'm going to fast on, on this day or on these several days or at, at whatever specific time and just let us know, that would allow us then to be actually, to make sure that every day is covered and... Uh, if there's any days missing, Aston and I will, will probably fill some gaps or ask some others to fill some gaps as well. But I, I think it would be great if we could all get on board and just share the load on this one. And uh, let's really believe that God can do a mighty miracle. He can do a new thing in this season for us as a church. And let's come full of faith to believe that this is going to be a significant time in the life of our church. So if you could join with us on that, I think that would be really great. Well... We're going to continue our identity series today. And, uh, you know, this has actually been, this is part six of our series. It's been a bit of a long series, but I think it's been a very significant series and one that has been worth um, putting, you know, a few extra weeks into because, you know, for us as a church and for a lot of churches, we've had this time of reflection where, you know, we can't actually uh, do church, we can't come on Sundays and it's caused us to think, well, if we can't come on Sundays, who are we? And so uh, this time of self-reflection has actually caused us to think about uh, who is it that we actually are? And so we're talking about not just doing church, but we're actually talking about what it is to be the church. 
And so I believe that we as a church are stepping into who God has called us to be, that we're actually realigning ourselves with uh, who God has called us as a church to be, that we wouldn't just be uh, swayed by the culture of the day, but that we would actually be uh, true to God's word and who he's called us to be. And that's actually a big part of the fast that we're doing, is that we're actually aligning ourselves with God and the, and the different things that he's called us to as his people. And so I believe uh, this whole series is, is going to help us to step into uh, a new level of identity and who God has called us to be. Now, if you, if you didn't get a chance, during the week, Arne uh, Fotu, she, she actually did our midweek devotion and I thought she just did a great job. And I was really encouraged to hear that uh, she had gotten a lot out of uh, these uh, messages because she was asking the question, um, you know, what is my purpose? Who am I? Thinking that she had already known what that was, but it was coming under question. And, uh, you know, she made, she, she made the distinction that it's actually God who makes us who we are, that as we surrender to Him, um, He is the one that actually gives us our identity. And so, that's pretty much what this identity series is, is that we are actually looking to get our identity from Him, not from anything that we can do, but actually that we uh, are His children, that we are His people, and He actually defines who we are. So today, uh, we're going to continue, um, actually we're going to read again from 1 Peter 2, verse 4 to 9. We read from there last week and we're going to build on that. And uh, before, before we, we get into it, we're just going to pray and commit this time to God. So let's pray. Lord, I just give you this time right now and I commit this word to you that this that my words would be your words, Lord God, and your words would be my words. Lord, I pray that for those who are watching right now, as wherever they are, whether at home or out and about, watching on their phone or in their living room, Lord God, that you would actually be with them, Holy Spirit, that you would uh, touch people's hearts right now, that for those who don't know you, Lord, that they would actually come into a revelation of your goodness, and that this time right now, Lord God, would be... Uh, it would actually be a time of power, it would be a time of strength, and it would be a time of transformation in our lives, Lord God. Lord, I just pray that you would illuminate who we are in you as we continue to, to discover our identity in you. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, let's read 1 Peter 2, verse 4 to 9. And it says, As you come to him, the living stone rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to Him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in Him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe this stone is precious... But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. See, last week, we, we looked at what it meant 
to be living stones. And we discovered that when we align ourselves with Christ, He is like the chief cornerstone that sets the plumb line and the dimensions of the rest of the temple. And when we, we align ourselves with Him, we are like living stones that actually are connected together, being laid on top of each other to build up a spiritual temple where God resides. So this week we're actually going to build on that. We're going to actually go and look at uh, what it is to be a royal priesthood. See, in the Old Testament, uh, there was this whole, uh, like Moses set up, uh, God actually set up through Moses uh, what is known as the Levitical priesthood. And so when, when the Israelites were rescued um, out of Egyptian slavery, they came out through the Red Sea, God part of the Red Sea, and they entered into the desert and they encamped at Mount Sinai. And there Moses went up to the mountain and, he, and, and met with God and God actually gave him a blueprint that was actually a replica of what it is like in heaven uh, to, to actually be able to enter and come to God offering sacrifices, uh, sorry, offering, um, yeah, sacrifices, praise and worship to God. And so uh, it was set up then in the, in the Old Testament uh, and we see throughout the Old Testament that they, they actually started off with the tabernacle and that was a very specific way in which that that was set out. Actually, uh, Hebrews 8 verse 5 says, they, they, being the priesthood, serve at a sanctuary that is a copy and a shadow of what is in heaven. This is why Moses was warned when he was about to build the tabernacle, see to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. So it was very, very, uh, very specific pattern uh, and order of things that uh, Moses instructed the Israelites to build because it was a, a pattern from heaven. And so uh, they, they were uh, given instructions to make this, but the whole point of it was that uh, God was actually defining a relationship between heaven and uh, the Israelites. See in Exodus nineteen verse five to five, uh, Exodus nineteen verse five to six, it says, "Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation." See, it was at this point that God established a relationship between heaven and God's people here on earth. Now, this was actually specific to the, uh, the Jewish nation, the Israelites, and it was only for them. Uh, for us, we were actually outside of that. But God, uh, in his wisdom, did a mighty work. See, uh, the, Israel, the, the nation of Israel was actually set up to represent God here on earth. And actually, if you look at Abraham uh, and what the promise that God made with Abraham, the whole point of Abraham going out and becoming a nation is that God would actually bless Abraham so that he could be a blessing uh, to all the earth. And it was the same for Israel. See, God was blessing them, setting them up as, as his chosen people, that they would represent him here on earth so that when every other nation would look at that nation, they would say, this is actually the one true God. And they would see them and go, well, I want to serve that God. And so we see purpose in God setting up 
his people. But unfortunately, this was only a replica and it wasn't sufficient to be able to to do what God uh, needed it to do. It could only serve the Jewish people. Uh, You know, the priests, in order to to enter God, uh, to come to God, actually had to offer sacrifices uh, and burnt offerings uh, through uh, the killing of animals, the shedding of blood of animals. And, but unfortunately, uh, when the blood of animals wasn't enough to pay the ultimate price for our sin. And so they were temporary um, offerings that actually made atonement for sin. And so the priests would actually have to continually make offerings and sacrifices to God in order for the Israeli uh, nation to be able to approach God and worship God in the, ta- in the tabernacle and in, later in the temple. And so this had to continue year after year, day after day. See, the priests, uh, w- the people would come to the priests, they would offer their sacrifice for their sin uh, daily uh, and through all year. But then once a year, uh, the, ho- the high priest would actually enter into the Holy of Holies uh, and actually make atonement for the whole group, just once per year. And Every other part of the year, you were not allowed to go in there. If you went in there, you would die because sin could not exist with God. It cannot coexist with God. God is too holy. He is too righteous. Sin cannot survive near God. And so this room was was separated and this is where God resided. His presence was in that place. And so here we see a model of what it is to actually come to God. Uh, But Jesus, he changed all that. He set up a new order that actually was a heavenly order and, and he got rid of this earthly priesthood and set up a heavenly priesthood. And it's this priesthood that we are called to be. See, Jesus paid the price and became the, the high priest once and for all. He, he actually laid down his life as a sacrifice and paid the debt that we couldn't pay or that animals couldn't pay in order for us to be able to approach God and offer sacrifices and offerings to Him in person uh, for ourselves. And so as Jesus did that, we now no need to long, uh, we no longer need to offer sacrifices. See, we can actually access God through Jesus, who actually sits at the right hand of the Father. He intercedes for us and He, and he, he actually through faith, we actually are made right through him. And so we can come boldly into the throne room. We can boldly approach God with all of our requests, all of our petitions, all of our prayers, all of our worship, and, and have direct access him, to him because of what Jesus did. And it's this new uh, priesthood that Peter is talking about in uh, 1 Peter verse 2 and 4 to 9. He's saying that we are a royal priesthood and that we, I'll just read that. It says in verse 9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. I'll also read verse 4 and 5. It says, as you come to him, the living stone rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, 
You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. This is what we do, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. See, this is the, the royal priesthood in which we are now. See, we, we, aren't, uh, we don't have to go through earthly temples anymore. We don't have to do earthly sacrifices in order to have access to God. We actually have full access to Him as royal priests to be able to offer our own selves to Him and um, offer uh, our lives as, as sacrifices and offerings to Him now. So I just want to look at four different things then that we as priests, uh, the whole royal priesthood, uh, now do in this new heavenly priesthood. The first thing that we as priests uh, is that, that we are actually called to be holy. See, if we look at the old priesthood, God actually uh, called the original priesthood to be holy because he is holy. See, Leviticus 11.44 to 45 says, I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. Do, do not make yourselves unclean by any creature that moves along the ground. I am the Lord who brought you up out of Egypt to be your God. Therefore, be holy because I am holy. And nothing has changed in this way. See, we, see 1 Peter verse 1 verse 13, uh, sorry, chapter 1 verse 13 to 16 says, be holy Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. And so as this new priesthood that actually serves our God in heaven, we are called to be holy. See, to be holy is to be set apart. See, we, we aren't called to be like the world around us. We are actually called to be like Jesus. We are called to be like God. And the, the way in which we do that is that we actually have faith in Jesus. We, we give our life to Him. See, nothing we can do can actually make us holy. We, we're not uh, holy through works. We are actually holy because of what Jesus did. Jesus makes us holy. And so as we come to him and we offer our life to him, he makes us holy. And so we give him how, our whole life and through faith in Jesus, we are made holy. The second thing that we um, uh, now do as a, a new heavenly priesthood, a royal priesthood, is that we offer spiritual sacrifices. And the first, one of the, one of the I, I just want to go through a few different sacrifices that are actually relevant for us now. And these aren't sacrifices of uh, atonement. These are actually offerings to God. See, the first one is that we can offer our bodies. Romans 12, two, uh, verse 1 to 2 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to attest, attest and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. See, we can live in a way that actually our life is an offering to him. We can live 
as a, a spiritual sacrifice through the way in which we live our life. See, we can't live according to the pattern of this world, but we actually need to live according to God's pattern, and that is to love God and to love people. You know, when God actually uh, set up the Ten Commandments, all the, the first two were actually very specific in that uh, the first is that we would love God and the second is that we would love each other. And it was these two commandments that the rest of the commandments actually hung on. They actually fulfilled those first two. And so when we love each other and we love God, we're actually offering our bodies as a living sacrifice. The second offering is that we can offer money or material gifts. See, Philippians 4 verse 18 to 20 says, I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant sacrifice pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. And then again in Hebrews 13 verse 16 says, And do not forget to do good and to share with others with such sacrifices God is pleased. See, God has given us everything that we need. And we can then actually use that uh, to, to give back to him. And, and as we give back to him and give back, and we do that by sharing with those around us, uh, by you know, giving our, our tithes and offerings to God, um, that we, these are actually uh, offerings, these are sacrifices that we can give to him, uh, living sacrifices, and they are done through money and material gifts. And God sees these as spiritual sacrifices. We might see them as just uh, material things, but he sees this from heaven as a spiritual thing. Uh, the third thing is that we can actually give praise offerings to God. See, Hebrews 13 verse 15 says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. See, we can actually praise God by the way in which we talk about him. See, do you, do you actually, um, uh, do you withhold the praise of God when you talk to other people? Or do you actually openly declare his goodness to others? See, when we openly profess his name, we're actually offering a sacrifice of praise to him. You know, I think uh, the fear of man is one of the greatest things we face uh, as humans. We care about what other people think. But God's word says, do not be ashamed of the gospel or his name. And that we should actually um, de declare and be uh, bold in uh, declaring his praise and his goodness. And as we do that, we are actually giving honour and praise and offering a spiritual sacrifice of praise to him. Uh, the fourth one is, is that we can offer uh, acts of goodness or just doing good. See Hebrews 13, 16 again says, do not forget to do good and to share with others, for, this, for with this such sacrifices, God is pleased. You know, we were created for good works. And when we, when we do good works, we actually offer, uh, this is a, a sacrificial offering to God when we do good works. We're actually representing Him. The third thing 
I want to talk about today as, as a spiritual priesthood, a heavenly priesthood, a royal priesthood, is that we are called to intercede for others before God. See, Ephesians 6, verse 18 to 20 says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whatever I speak, words may be given me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Also, again, in James 5, verse 16, says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And then again, in 1 Timothy 2, verse 1 to 4, says, I urge then for all that petitions, prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we, we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases our God, uh, pleases God our Saviour, who wants all people to be saved and come to knowledge, come to a knowledge of the truth. See, we can actually stand in the gap for people, and we can actually make prayers, petitions, and requests on other people's behalfs as well as our own. See, we can come to God because we have full access to Him. We can come boldly into his throne room and we can actually ask God uh, to do miracles, to answer prayers and to come through for people, including our own lives, uh, as his priesthood. See, we, this is the confidence that we have, that we can enter boldly into his throne room. See, I think as a royal priesthood that we have a responsibility uh, to stand in the gap uh, for for those around us and as we do that God would actually touch those around us that he would heal those around us that he would actually do a mighty work in those around us and in doing so many would come to the knowledge of him and be saved see God loves to partner with us everything he does on earth is actually through us he he chose uh, to actually set up uh, set us up as humans to actually have authority here on earth and God actually set up that order. And so when we make him the authority, he then actually takes that authority and puts it in through us. And we stand in the gap for people and actually uh, then have his authority flow through us into those around us. And in doing so, God then actually heals, delivers and sets free those around us. The fourth the fourth thing that we as a, a priesthood are called to do, a royal priesthood, a heavenly priesthood, is represent God before others. See, Matthew 5 verse 14 to 16 says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds. Uh, good deeds and glorify God, your Father in heaven. You know, I mentioned before that actually when God blessed Abraham, it was actually that he would be set apart in order uh, that he would actually reflect God's glory, that people would look at him and, go and, and see God's goodness through him. And in the same way, we are called to represent God before others. 
that people would look at our lives and, and see that God is actually doing a mighty work in our life, that we would represent his goodness, that we would represent his love. And as we do that, people would then actually look at our lives and go, who is the God that you serve? Who is this good God? I want to know him. And see, a royal priesthood is no longer about um, making sacrifices to God in order to make atonement for him, uh, for our sin. See, that has been done away with. Jesus did away with that. Uh, he is now the high priest who made the ultimate sacrifice and uh, gave us full access to God. And so we no longer offer sacrifices for our sin, but we actually offer uh, sacrifices and offerings to God as a heavenly priesthood in service to him. And so our role has changed. And this will actually, uh, this will be the new order of things for many years to come. See, this will go beyond uh, this, this uh, present age. This will actually go into the next age. See, see Jesus is returning. And he's returning uh, to come and rule and reign for another thousand years. And when he does, he is, we are actually going to be his royal priesthood in service to him. And what I find interesting about that is we're not just a priesthood, we're actually a royal priesthood. See, to be a royal priesthood is that we serve a king. We serve the king of kings and the lord of lords. And so we're not just serving a earthly priesthood, we're actually serving a heavenly priesthood, a royal priesthood that actually belongs to heaven. And so as we look at who we are, as, uh, as we look at our identity, we need to recognise that we are more than just humans here on earth, but we are actually a, a royal priesthood under heaven with God as our king. And we serve him and we live for him. So I'd encourage you today, when you look at your own life, don't just look at your life as who you are with as your job or, or uh, maybe as your family or or whatever else you look at in order to get your identity. Your identity is so much more. Your identity comes from heaven. It comes from a God who loves you deeply, passionately. See, God loved the world so much that he sent his one and only son, John 3, 16, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And this is the promise we have as a royal priesthood, that we actually are uh, reconnected back to God with him, as our king. You know, the Israelites actually rejected God as their king originally. In, uh, in Samuel, God was, uh, they actually were meant to have God as the king and Samuel as a prophet was actually the one who actually directed uh, the affairs and, and led the, the Jewish nation. But they rejected that and they said, no, please make for us a king. And this is where Saul was in state... Uh, you know, put up as a king. And this was never meant to be the model that God originally had. See, the original model was actually always meant to be God as our king and we were meant to be his people. And this is what God is establishing, that we would be his people. And in fact, he has already established. See, God is our king and we serve him and him only. And we do that as a royal priesthood. And we will be doing that for many years to come. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you are good.
that you actually set up things in a way that allows us uh, to actually be connected to you in heaven. You sent your son Jesus to die uh, and to pay the ultimate price by the shedding of his blood uh, and then to rise again and to be seated at, your, at the right hand of you, uh, interceding for us as a high priest. And so, Lord, uh, we submit ourselves to you today as a royal priesthood and we, we live a life that is in service to you, that we, that we live a life that off, is, a, is a, a love offering to you, a, a, a peace offering, a, a, a sacrificial uh, spiritual offering to you, Lord. Lord, I pray that when people look at our lives that they would actually see you. Lord, help us to love each other the way that you've called us to love each other and help us to love you in the way that you've called us to love you. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in our lives right now. I thank you for what you're doing in our church. And Lord, I pray as we enter into this 14 days of prayer and fasting that you would do something significant in our church and in our lives. Lord, I pray for those who need healing, that they would, that they would actually uh, receive a miracle from heaven, Lord God. Lord, I pray for those who need breakthrough. Maybe it's uh, broken relationships. Uh, maybe children who are away from you. Maybe uh, it's actually direction, Lord God. They need direction for 2021. Maybe there's failed businesses from 2020, Lord, because of the coronavirus. Lord, I pray that you would do a mighty miracle during this 14 days of prayer and fasting and that when we come out the other end, Lord, there would be testimony after testimony of your goodness and that we could actually sing your praises as an offering to you, Lord. I thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's message. I hope you're doing well. I look uh, forward to uh, connecting with you throughout the week during this 14 days of prayer and fasting. Please remember to tune in at 7 a.m. tomorrow uh, via Facebook and YouTube uh, as we come together and pray uh, to kick off the 14 days of prayer and fasting. I'll be leading that one tomorrow at 7 a.m. And remember to let us know uh, what day you would like to, to fast or what days or what time period you would like to fast at, uh, uh, you can message us uh, through our Facebook page on Messenger or uh, through connect at encountercc.org.au. That is connect at encountercc.org.au. Well, have a great week and I look forward to seeing you throughout the week. Bye for now. you've heard something today that has blessed you if you want to know more about a relationship with jesus you can head to our website encounter.cc and click on the next steps tab where you can make yourself known to us so that one of our pastors can make contact with you as christians we believe in putting god first in every area of our lives giving to the church is one way that we can put god first in our finances there are different ways that you can give online to encounter by heading to our website or downloading the church app and following the instructions there Encounter Church is more than just Sunday services. You can stay up to date with everything else that is happening in the life of our church by following our social media pages and by downloading the church app. Thank you for joining us today. We'd love to see you again next week from 9.30am on Facebook Live for our pre-service hangout and again at 10am for our online service. Until then, have a great week. Bye.